Obstacles is a podcast about the unpredictability of life and how we cope with certain things. I feel very lucky to know a lot of interesting people whose stories I wanted to share. I hope that by giving people the platform to share their stories, other people listening will feel less alone and hopefully have a good laugh along the way too. I'm always comforted to know that I'm not alone in life and I believe that anything in life that brings us together is a triumph. So I hope that there is some part of these people's stories that make you feel comforted and maybe less alone. I hope you enjoy the show. So I actually spoke about this on a podcast recently, mm-hmm. how um, about NYT. Um, which is where we met. Which is what I wanted to bring up, because that's where we met. Which was a long time ago now. No. No? We're really young. We're so yeah, young. Actually, like, what the fuck you so you are obviously an actor. Well, obviously to moi. You, what, you, how, does, you, how obvious is it? It's just it's just written all over you, babe. You walk in the room. Which yeah. bit? No, I'm kidding. What does it say? But, so, but you... I remember having a really lovely chat with your dad once when I came to watch you mm-hmm. in, don't tell me, The Merchant of Venice. Oh, yeah. At Bristol Vic, where you studied. Yeah. And he was telling me something about you, which I did not know, which was that you actually had been working in theatre since you were quite young. Is that true? Yeah, I was in, I've been doing theatre stuff since I was like eight, but... What do you mean when you say theatre stuff? As in, I, you know, joined a local group. Yeah. Got involved doing backstage stuff, like stage management and lighting and tech and, you know... At eight years old? Yeah, yeah, I was very much, I mean, you know, at that age, I suppose it's a lot more kind of observational and gestural, but very quickly, by 10, I was kind of sitting during shows and like operating lighting rigs or like sound stuff for those shows. That's Um, incredible. Yeah, I suppose actually, looking back, it is. I like to think. You don't see kids now, just like 10 year old behind the light, like doing the light. You're right, actually. Yeah, it's child labour. But no, as in, you know, it was all for fun and they were just reacting to the level of interest I had, I guess. Mm. Um, but it was, yeah, it, it was kind of, and so then I, I did my first like acting play, I guess, around the same time, a couple of months later. But it's not like I've been in the industry or whatever since eight. Um, no, but I don't think many people who, I guess, are professional actors can say they were, you know, doing doing, doing the lights. Do you think? No, not at all. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, you, you, you know, one thing I know about you is you're so, like, you know, I mean, like, if I ever had a question about a current director or or who is the, you know, head of casting for mm. what, I, you would be the first person I'd go to. I feel like not only mm. are you, like, you care about every aspect of acting, you know, mm. you really, like, do your homework and an obsession an obsession I don't know no but a healthy obsession in terms of the fact that you're you clearly care and it's Mm. it's clearly important to you to know those kinds of things yeah and thanks uh for observing that I guess uh yeah I do feel it's like very much a passion I hate like that in the sense of, of people kind of talk to you about your career mm. now now that we're older and it is a career for both of us they still use it in that framework as if it's different from um any other industry job which or you would career do progression for, yeah. yeah they're a bit like 
you know, I, there many times with relatives or whatever, it's kind of you have to, they want it in a different framework. Like, well, why wouldn't you go and you must take these jobs that are £100 a week and they want 17 rounds of auditions um, because it's your passion. And I'm like, well, yeah, but then it's also, I need to at some point Make figure money. out what my worth is and what haven't they seen in the first amount of couple of times that I've done it. Because mm. I do prep. It's not like I go in and figure it out as we go along that. It's Such a, a lot of part. unpaid time to prepare. It's so true. Such a big part of... Mm. First of all, I hate auditioning. Um, it's my, probably my last... I don't audition. I don't audition. Do. Just don't. Um, Some people don't. Do you yeah. know that? I've only just figured that out. But aren't those people who are like... You know the fast spenders. Of the I world. I haven't pursued it that far. I just know that some Should people get spotlight <laughs> breakdowns through, and it's like at the bottom, like Does please let audition. us know if your client does an audition. What? And I'm like, you know what? I you respect what? those people. They, prob- <laughs> they probably get it. Um, yeah, but it, it's an it is a it's an interesting artifice because it's like it's a job interview, and to bring it back to I suppose what you were talking about at the beginning, it's. Um, it's moved from a passion that I view as my responsibility in order to progress as an actual job to keep kind of fitting things into parameters of, well, that's my job. It's my job to know what's going on at the moment, like theatre, so film, TV. It's my job to know who is doing work that I respect or or even if I, <laughs> I always respect it, but even if I don't like it, it's my job, A, to know why. Um, but then also to know who's involved with that, you know. Um, because otherwise, how do you... We don't get anything at the end of any job as actors to quantify how far you've grown. We don't get... Yeah, you're back to square one almost. Yeah. It's like, okay, until the next job now. That's you know. right. You don't get to, you know, craft a table and then have the table. So it's like you need to always be figuring out with each next thing what you hope to have learnt based on the one you're currently doing, I think. So... I suppose I don't actively go out and to do what the things you said. It's just I've, I'm constantly accumulating that that kind of knowledge or shit or whatever you call it to um, give my sense a self worth so that I'm I can be objection and objectionable about my job. It's never you know so that I can move it f- further away from this is well it's all down to me and it's who I am. And it's whether they love me or not. And I'm just trying always to kind of remove that personal element of the process, like you say, Mm. around acting that is not perfect. How do you, going going off of what you just said there about um, trying not to take things personally, Mm. um, which is obviously, I always say acting is, and this is a bit of a stretch, but I think it's in some ways the most sensitive people in the most insensitive industry. Um, Yeah. Uh, not yeah. necessarily. I think a lot of the time you can be really lucky. Um, I think it's yeah. You obviously you're obviously playing on everyone's sensitivities, aren't you? Really, obviously, all the time. In yeah. The, in our industry. Yeah. But obviously, every industry is made up of sensitive people. Exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, but in terms of like, do you think you've gotten better at taking? I mean, you know, your career is you obviously you've done some really cool stuff but you know we still all at some point have some sort of rejection for lack of a better word oh my God, yeah, yeah, and yeah. do you find do you like allow yourself like all right I can be 
bummed out about something for like a day and then I need to like just pick myself up again or do you sometimes find that you have periods where it is harder and you're like you you will get a big blow and you're like I really really wanted that and it really affects your like you personally uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely get furious about stuff. I, I love always, that though. I like, love that you no, get angry he... as opposed to like... Well, I, yeah, because I always, I literally, it's a certain artifice and it's a certain kind of form of um, conditioning, I guess. But it's been a process to, and to kind of get your brain into always finding something to remove it from yourself. That yeah. Process, I guess, which started with drama school. Um... Yeah, before that, I was very, A, lazy going into auditions, and B, um, expectant that it, you know, it's just a matter of time that it's going to happen. Mm. But I do nothing to ensure that I was going to make a good impression right. or whatever. Right. So I would constantly be going, what's going on? I'm running out of time. All these youngsters coming up. I was like 18 yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, be my like, God. oh my God. Oh my God. Like, you know, how much is eye bag surgery? Um, <laughs> but it was... Uh, when I left drama school, I was very much like, okay, you just got to be real with the ones where you're like, could you have done more? Yeah. And once I tap into that, then I do tend to kind of hit. Every, once I've decided I'm going to do the audition, which makes it sound like there's loads I'm not, but I, do, I then I'm like, right, you have to get to a point that you would have been happy going, you know, I, I did my best there. Um, so that if it's a no, then... Uh, it's just that it wasn't your version of the way they want, you wanted to do it that would have clashed with the director. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't about me. It was like I had very strong ideas and thoughts and research and avenues I wanted yeah, to explore. Yeah, and you know you made a choice. That's it. And they obviously had a different idea in their mind. Is the only way I can then be like, no, do you know what? That, and you can't solve those things. That's yeah, legit. out of your, your control, yeah. yeah. You know, there's still auditions when, you know, it gets too much or I've messed it up. or and, But at least I walk out and go... Yeah, I knew where that could have been better, so that's probably why. Um, Do you feel like now... But then there's also ones where I'm like, there is literally no excuse why I didn't get that. So... Fuck you all. And then I have like a day, he says. No, and then I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm, you know, of course it happens. One's mental state at the time of the audition. Oh my God, I think that's the interesting thing about being an actor, isn't it? It's like so much of what you're doing is dependent on your mental state and your emotional state. Uh, it's like, if your brain is against you mm -hmm. and, like, we all get nervous. You know, I've had it before auditions where suddenly my mind's like, you're going to fuck this up, you're going to fuck this up. Mm. And you have to tell that voice to just shut up. It's mm -hmm. just like, and that's I, our job is dependent also on your mental state. Yeah, of course. It's that. It's what I found in the preparation for the audition is the focus away from that voice do you, do you know what I mean like you can't yeah, you control block, what happens in the room yeah. and you can't control the questions they might ask you around the the script or whatever but what you have is the script yeah. and so you by just being like I know this and I know what I want to do like get to a point you know where you're not even questioning how well you know it just know it that you can control <laughs> that which gives you a confidence to yeah to kind of worry about one thing less like I feel like if I'm already walking in going Oh my god, I'm gonna get that line like right. Then, then I'm already, already haven't. I've only half heard the whole "How are you doing?" question. Yeah. So would you say your confidence? Obviously, like age gives you confidence anyway. But does a lot of that come from having done your homework and just knowing 
I've I if I know like because hard sometimes you get given a script a day before mm-hmm. and in that situation do you just try and calm yourself down and say like right well I've got been given twenty four hours I'm just going to do as much as I can in yeah that time. you do and you be realistic with this with the circumstances you've got like if you get a three page monologue the day before some there will be actors that can learn that yeah and I'm not one of them yeah so. <laughs> In that situation, would you call your agent and say, look, I'm going to do my best? Or would you just be like, no, no, no. You, you would just do it yourself? Yeah, I, 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 I should also say, obviously, like, I, have, I am useless on my own. I have a very strong support network around me of friends. An agent, I feel very, like, comfortable. An agency, there's more than one of them, you know, working there and working with me that... Um, I've, it's a team. It's very much a team, and they look after me so much in the insecure days as well. I have a, like a very good relationship, a beautiful relationship that only does build me up. Actually, she's amazing, and that's and you know family. All of these things are resources that like give you that sense of self worth. It's not the and and still even with all that, I have I know I've had to just be honest them to say look, I know I put an unhealthy. Uh, sense of self-worth in work you know it's the thing that poisons me most but it's also the thing that I jump straight to and find fulfilling even creating my own work outside of work you know so it's always there and not there in this in a way um uh so no I won't do that to them and phone them up and ask them or just create an excuse or whatever it is um because in the same way that I respect that they're doing their job for me when I'm not getting emails about auditions. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't phone them up. I think they assume I'm doing my job to the best of my ability and I yeah, assume they're absolutely. doing theirs to the best of their ability. And whenever I phone them, I hope they you know, they know it's me having a day where I'm just a bit like, am I relevant? Rather than, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> so if a lot, if you, so if you feel like quite a lot of your self-worth comes from if so much of your focus is on work and stuff, mm. what do you do on the days where you're maybe feeling like, you know, you haven't got an audition in a while mm-hmm. um, and you're feeling a bit down in the dumps, that kind of thing. I mean, mm. what kind of things do you do when maybe you're, first of all, I don't know, what what what, what is your mental state in those times? Uh, do you just feel really like low and you kind yeah, of Yeah, like... no, definitely sometimes. and But there's no, there's no like rule to it. There's like, I can usually gauge where my brain's at whether or not I can be bothered to A, go to the gym and B, listen to Little Mix and if I can't <laughs> if Little Mix are numb to me then not doing it. I'm already like okay it's one of those days do you like Little Mix? oh my god are you joking they like every... right play the game go through every of their back catalogue and I'll know all the words every everyone's song. a banger every oh, yeah. single you're even right. the ones you don't know by them you're true you're, you're true you're 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 right, actually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I really do. Whatever your little mix is. Sure. It could be Disney, it could be whatever. Sure. That's usually my gauge. It's so like... that's your gauge. Your emotional gauge <laughs> is whether you can listen. <laughs> do you want to re-answer this question? Or are you happy no, with that? No, you know what? I think Good. You know, people need to respect Good. that. And do you see a pattern in terms of, like, is it normally because of, let's say, you're not maybe working as much as you want to? Or is it just like most people, I think, you know, do you, know what? I think... you feel weird now and then, you know? <sighs> I think it's close to that because I thought that uh, I definitely felt it was yeah would be solved by work or something would solve 
But actually, those outside things don't solve that inner discomfort, mm, I don't think. Those days on doing Artemis last year, there were still days where you'd got Artemis used... Fowl, which is... Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl, which is coming out soon. Hey. Um, Judy Dent, she played one of her fairies, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, Close. Technically, Goblin? she Goblin. played one of my fairies. Oh, okay. No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> She doesn't know I played one of her Babe, fairies. you've gone cocky in the last half an hour. <laughs> um, no, yeah. There were still days where... There were days... Yeah, the days where it kind of... This sounds weird. So days when you were on set. Yeah. And, and it's almost like it had become the new normal doing that job anyway. Yeah, of course, because you're three weeks in or whatever and you're just... It's, yeah. And whoops a daisy, the cloud descends again and you're just like, oh. But I'm doing what I love. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. wasn't the deal. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you're in a point where on paper, and it sounds like woe is me, actually, I'm hearing myself out loud, but it's like, you just kind of got to go, well, hang on, if you've got everything you'd hope to have, have even life. temporarily, yeah. and even in that temporary window, you know you're happy and content, it's just an energy thing, or it's just like a, there's still like an, it's just harder to be giddy about what I'm doing, Yeah. then... Also, fair. I sometimes think... It's amazing our brains are just so powerful and often they can attack, like, if you're feeling really happy, like, that part of your brain can suddenly try and be like, oh, this is really weird or, like, I shouldn't be feeling... Or, you oh, know, do you just, find that? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have OCD, so for right. me, it attacks everything I love. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God, I used to have... I, so I have, like, intrusive thoughts, but I used to have, you know, I used to have, like, hardcore stuff. I mean, I used to have, like, sexual thoughts about my family when sure. I was younger, and sure. then that's when I first started getting therapy. I mean, I had anxiety from a really young age. And, you know, what I learned with that was, is it attacks um, the things you love the most. Mm. So I'm very close to my family. Mm. You know, like, all those kinds of things. And I sometimes think you're doing what you love, mm -hmm. you're there. And also, I think, as an actor, you're often told, once you get that dream role, you know, obviously you're grateful and it's mm. such an amazing experience, but you're also still a human being. Mm. And there are going to be moments where you're like, I just don't feel very good today. It's not that you're suddenly not grateful on those no, days. No, no, exactly. It's just you're not grateful loudly on those days. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Because you're living, you're just, you're, at the end of the day, you're also living your life. That's it. There's like, it's always other, yeah, it's never just like, we can't decom, well, I can't decompensate. I can't decompartmentalize very easily yeah you know i'm very conscious of bringing is, stuff to work or bringing that's stuff very home. interesting because i find most men that's yeah. this is a whoa generalization generalization here we now go now we get into it there we go right. but i find a lot of men can compartmentalize i think that's right but i um, don't think they do it but you're not well. a, you're you're special you're a special man. absolutely not no i just think i've always but that's why i'm so special oh. you know I'm just shitting on every other man in the world. Great. <laughs> but you find it hard to compartmentalise. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's going to be reasons that, you know, if you're doing arts-based in, like, activities outside of school uh, from eight, you're going to be, like, drawn to... Oh, this all but now, but at the time, it mm. felt more feminine ways, you know, especially... Especially when you're that young. Yeah. Often and, people who like... Acting, musical theatre, yeah, you know, there's all like, these gender stereotypes yeah. that obviously get thrust on people. Yeah, yeah. and in you know, that whole, like, period of your puberty where you are already, like, analysing emotions, oh but you're God. now analysing them in a practical way as well. 
Like, you're just very sense open to emotions, I guess, and then, I don't know. Also, I'm just lucky to have been part of, like, kind of an open... We've got more open as a family as we got older, I think. Yeah. And that's been quite good. Also, oh, God, I don't know, there's so much, like, psychoanalysis you can go into it. Like, I'm the oldest of four, but I assume... You've got two sisters and a brother, right? That's right. Yeah. Me, brother them two sisters mm -hmm. so I I haven't been maybe the obvious son that maybe a dad expects to have I, you know but my dad's not reacted against those in, you know I didn't like football and I didn't do sport and I didn't do all this stuff that I imagine is kind of the expected thing was he like that there was a father was he what, not, what, as in he what? loves those things but he's never enforced those yeah. things he's only ever embraced anything who you are. Yeah. any of us want to do and so, so great. I feel like that's such an important role model I think as I a think child so. especially as a young well boy or girl but to have a parent um, who embraces you mm. fully as you are and encourages you to do the things that you naturally are drawn to mm -hmm. but very like you know and always but yeah not as an emotional example just also never he's never been a bad example yeah by the same token because, you know, he's always been very stoic and everything else. And then um, just more recently, it's just you, you can see that it was always there the whole time. He's just kind of more opened up about all that side of him. So you just think, well... You probably got a lot of it from him, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so how... Yeah, so I guess, yeah, look, it's just about being more... As I get older, I just think, mm, maybe this stuff isn't going to go away. So... It takes a lot of energy. And when to you fight say it. this stuff, you mean like feeling in, sad. Well, yeah. Feeling, as in maybe I'm just going to have all of it all the time. Like a feeling overwhelmed, or like, can you put words to it? That feeling. Yeah. Uh, so Would I mean, it's just it's low, like, I guess. Yeah, low. low. But yeah, it's just kind of things. I mean, I think. hate the word depressed. I think it's such got such a bad like label. Sure. But. You know, one of my acting teachers once said to me, it's really helped me. She was like, it's essentially repressed feelings. That That's what that kind of feeling is. Mm -hmm. And I think often that it comes out of nowhere, but essentially it's like, you know, that's why when you cry, you feel so much better. Or, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it helps. Mm. But yeah, for lack of a better word, I think, yeah, low is always a good kind of, mm -hmm. when your energy feels off, you feel a bit funky. Yeah. 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 And I think, yeah, I think that's it. I also had to kind of face up to a very blunt realization again at drama school which was uh, the bristol old vic theater bristol school vic. look i mean they give you i felt they give you as much as you're willing to put in when you go there mm -hmm. i'm sure that's the case for all drama schools i don't know but um you know i kind of wanted that for everything it was worth and so there you know you get good praise and then you also have to kind of go oh shit um when you maybe are dealing with a lot of technical and emotional stuff but I there was one incident where a, one of the teachers and I fell out in quite a very quick and loud corridor manner um <laughs> <laughs> but she's actually one of the teachers I like loved and actually if I hadn't felt close to her then you probably wouldn't be able could to have, never have done it. Yeah. yeah um it's always the way yeah you just yeah and I realised it was when she kind of with that the dust had settled on that, and then she was like talking to me about it. She's like, "You need to like figure out why you react like that." I realised 
that whole thing she was referring to as kind of an aggressive, aggressive, like, butting heads thing. Mm-hmm. That whole experience while I've been doing that, I was just panicking. Inside me, I was just panicking. And it was just coming out in a fight rather than flight way. And I was just kind of like, shit, this thing that's getting me in trouble and pushing people away and maybe scaring that I didn't really go into it, but I was just like, take. I have to take responsibility for the fact that it is me screaming for help, but actually it looks like I wanted to kill them. Yeah. Um, and once I kind of had that, I was like, that's really counterproductive. So I still don't do it right every time, um, of course, but it's But one example that of your like, behaviour yeah. taught you that actually... No, I actually would like. I like would like some help. It's mm. not. A, yeah, it's the opposite of what I'm portraying in this moment. Yeah, because I spent. I think I've spent. I think everyone does. I spent a lot of life up till that point thinking I'm the kind of uh, negative presence in my own story, mm. and was blaming a lot, and and do blame a lot of things on past experiences that have meant that I'm now. <laughs> damaged or whatever but you it was kind of things that have happened to you yeah 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 so for the reasons why you what think about yourself the way you think about yourself at school um i had an experience with a teacher uh that kind of you know that was very young at an age where i couldn't really process what was happening and and the fallout of that i had to go to like court and everything else um so you kind of just put it away. I never like locked it away. We never didn't speak about it or anything like that. In your family? Yeah, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. It just kind of, well, what was that? that? Well, you know, I don't even know what that is. Um, and then you go through teen years and you don't think about it because why would it come up? And then you go to, and then it only really started to kind of come back. At, I suppose at, at maybe at uni or between uni or drama school. As but you're becoming, the, like, I guess as you're like, really going into like your manhood. Like. Yeah. So then this kind of thing came up, a very throwaway way, but obviously had this residual um, impact on it, like, I don't know, Especially, a PTSD way or whatever. And at acting school, you have to face all your core issues. Like, sure. All those things that have happened to you that obviously... You yeah. Know, well, I was life. so quickly like owning it that I was just like not thinking, I, I was just praising myself and being like, I'm owning it, I'm doing pretty well here. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously in the meantime, I was just clearly also emitting an energy of like, no one understands. So, um, yeah, it was kind of that where I was like, oh, okay. Like pushing people away, but actually yeah. probably on some level maybe wanting some sort of It was just the kid, it was just understanding. the behaviour, yeah. wasn't it? Like lashing yeah. out, I guess. Um and so ever since then, that incident with that teacher, I've just kind of at least been able, you know, at least talk to people and be like, look, I'm from a very headstrong family and a very thoughtful family and a very like open everything, you know, everything's up for chat. So yeah, I've basically just been more honest about, or trying to be more honest about, uh, I'm not, I'm not angry and I'm not aggressive I'd probably actually call me out in it because I'm probably panicking in that moment that Mm. you're like what the fuck is he saying that for in that way um which all sounds like I'm incredibly self-aware I'm not I'm it's like I'm really not no but it's amazing that you had one moment in your life that sounds like it was um a clarifying one where Mm. obviously in that moment for whatever reason something clicked 
and you just needed that person yeah. to be like look just be aware of this is what's happening yeah and you were able to go oh i don't that's funny that i'm coming across that way because that's not how i feel inside yeah. it takes a lot of therapy sometimes to figure it out does. these things and you i'm know? a big advocate of it you know what Me i mean too. Like, i i fully i think if everyone oh could gosh. afford it they should have some and actually i found drama school quite therapeutic so much so that actually it laid a foundation to kind of be responsible with that shit in jobs beyond do you know what i mean um it's not my job to use your part that you're offering me as my therapy like it's interesting to explore different facets of myself and it's interesting to explore different people's lives and it's interesting to learn about differences and relatable things but man, if you lose yourself, then that gets very boring very quickly for everyone else. You know, you know, what I was, you know like, <laughs> like what? If I'm playing a heroin addict, I've got to go and like, yeah, yeah, no, thank. I'm also fully aware of like, everyone has their own journey when talking about their own past stuff. So yeah. I'm fully like, you know, I don't want it to seem like <laughs> guys just talk about it, just like own your taboos. Um, it is just yeah. like I feel like actually though. This idea of, I've seen it hold other people back. Like, I don't think I would have processed <laughs> what that experience we just talked about um, as well if I hadn't been in an environment where I absentmindedly or underestimated what I was saying about my past because I didn't view it as having affected me. Um, if I thought it was going to have an impact. But the point was, I said it and then it was out there much like on this and then it was kind of like oh we just have to weather that but actually the joy was people kind of hear it they're like oh shit and then they forget <laughs> you know, like then you go back to being that and, and actually it was that I was like oh my god great I'm not the shadow is the one I'm creating I think so the more I could just chat about it and hopefully be someone that other people could chat about stuff then hopefully they don't because I've also you know, hopefully they don't remain in this stasis of something that should be a feature of their life rather than absolutely defining their life also yeah. something that like that is so out of your hands so of course, so yeah it's an unfortunate thing that happened and mm. yeah it is so and there's like, so many other unfortunate things and also great things you know that everyone's experiencing all the time those but the point is none of them and all of them are going to be the reasons i do or don't get a job Absolutely. Do you see what I mean? So it comes, you're like, it's not my fault any of this shit no. happens. Just like it's not my fault, I get a part, really. But what I do with it is my choice or is, or is something I can do. Um, it, like, so today you've obviously got me on a good day. So, but it's not, it's just connecting with people, isn't it? It's like connecting with people always helps. And actually, rather than low, I think it's more when I feel lonely that I get a bit lost. And it, I agree, I think, like, especially in this day and age with technology mm. and all this, you know, people being scared to pick up their phone. Like, they'd rather WhatsApp someone than actually call someone. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. all this anxiety. Yeah. It's so important to have, like, human yeah. connection. So I think we are really lucky in terms of what we do. Yeah. Because it's a reminder of that. Yeah. And don't, like, yeah, I think it's just about... I find things are easier when I'm in a mind frame that I can be, like, smart with my shit rather than use it or work like there's a false economy in working hard acting which 
sounds ridiculous, but it's like... Because you don't know what you're going to get back? Well, well, Do you mean like, like in terms of auditioning or what? It's just be smart about that. It's not a meritocracy. You don't deserve a part anymore because you've done, worked up to the threshold that you were given. Um, you deserve a part because you connected with the character they thought you were, you know, obviously handsome Smashed enough. And, <laughs> and star-worthy and, <laughs> and tall. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, because you he just... He was like, so tall. He was so tall. <laughs> I literally, like, yeah, believe that as well forever. I'm just like, for you're six foot three. My life would be so different. Oh, no, but then you'd be... Oh, God, it's... T- then I'd... But apparently I'd be awful. Then no, I'd be an absolute terrible. awful You'd be an awful person. actor, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I'd be rich. If only I was a bit shorter. I mean, do you know what I mean? Hey. There you go. Should we Freaky Friday this? Should we Freaky Friday? Let's do it. I'll give you some if you give me some. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I'll come over to you. I will not Touch identify. I'll be... That's it. I'll be non-binary and I'll own it. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. Do what works for you. And actually, on the low days, actually, is when some of the best creative shit comes out. I found recently, actually, what I'm drawn to and really enjoy doing is problem-solving in a kind of... Remember that game that people use, the acting game, where it's like, here's a hoop, but you can't use it as a hoop. Oh, yeah, you use it as something else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, like, love that. So, we... With a friend, you mean in life? Well, just yeah, in or life, in you like that kind I don't of thing? know. Like, I just found that actually doing short films, if you, you've got access to a camera and you can make short films on no budget, is that game because you start going, Okay, well, we want to shoot it and we want to make it rules. look good and we yeah. want to like live up to everyone else's standard, but we don't have four and a half grand, ten grand, twenty grand, absolutely. So, it's just like. I'm filling my days with that and that's giving me something to talk about and it's keeping me interested in the industry and I'm not putting... And then if other stuff comes along, then cool. Um, so how are you managing to, like, for instance, make, I've made a short film. Yes, a great short film. Thank you. It definitely wasn't for free, though. No, so it wasn't. how are you managing that for, like, some, let's say some... Illegally, we do get illegally. Loads of actors listen to this, but you know, for young people out there, on a shoestring budget, Mm -hmm. give me your your top five, or you can have however many you want, Mm. tips on making a short film on a really, really, really low budget. This is with the caveat that I'm very lucky to have a partner that I do these films with who has a camera. Great. So So let's just have a camera. Step one. Have at least a camera. Yeah, sure. or you know, there are ways. Like, actually, I'm just going to make this point now, as a matter of fact statement. We're at a point in the industry that nobody's telling anyone uh, up front that you kind of need a show reel now. Like you do, like that's it. It's an investment, like a headshot. Go on eBay, find a camera, film something for a minute. And just start changing that conversation because you will get getting smacked in the head where you didn't get one from your drama school or your institution, or whatever. You've not been able to get into that world of yeah, film you yet. You haven't done a film they yet. keep using the excuse that you don't have a show. It's catch twenty two. So do you know what? Let's just do it. The quicker everyone just like snaps something, it doesn't have to be big. Pick a favorite monologue, find a suitable place to film it, and just go for it. Top three advice of places to film that look amazing: woods, churches, train stations. And then, just be prepared to go for it. This is so irresponsible. 
there are avenues you obviously have to just let people know you're not kind of doing it for um, Mickey take purposes, but you will be amazed how much people will give you if you just ask. If it comes from a good place, if you're literally just wanting to make something, yeah, people will let you use it. Like email the wherever, the venue or whatever it is, and be like, look, we don't have a budget. We're just two people, one with a camera, one doing this thing. We need like two hours. If they say no, there's probably another one of the thing you want. It's not the one in your head, but there'll be another one and you'll make it work. So talking about making your own stuff, mm. making short films, the ability to create things mm. from scratch mm. and for free. Mm. Uh, you, I remember when we were younger, created a theatre company <laughs> called yeah. For Short. Yes. You, and you guys put on incredible productions, but was that, that must have been your first venture. That was before you went to drama school. Yeah. And that, uh, that ran for how long? About two years? How long would that? So... And you would put on these plays in these really cool yeah. kind of like run-down, quirky spaces. Yeah. It was very... Um... Well, we thought we just... <laughs> yeah, there were four of us at uni. I'm very lucky to know some good people. They're all doing great things, actually. Yeah, they were doing very well. And th- three of the other people with the four being me were... Uh, there's Patsy Barron, who's just been Olivier nominated, of course. Not that that means anything. Talent was there to shine for all to see anyway. Um, and then Joe White, who's, again, a very talented playwright, was on The Orange Tree last year, is doing amazing stuff right now. And then Patrick Holt, who actually is smashing the rest of life. He's not doing acting anymore, but he... A um, great actor, I remember he seeing him. He was great. And he, but he's, you know, he runs very successful bakeries and I just there's just a lot more happy man than any of us <laughs> um, but yeah so we yeah we obviously were like guys should we just keep this like network going and form a theatre company and become the new like headlong great and uh, then you leave and we pitched ourselves to a theatre to be like we want to do a rep season before everyone was doing a rep season and we want to f- empower actors and want to make stuff happen and they were like yeah, you could do that. I mean, rough, so let's like break it down. Rough cost would be like 40 grand. And we were like, oh, we'll get back to you. And <laughs> Hold then, that thought, bye. Yeah, right, just park that. And then basically we went, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? Either not do it because we don't have money or just find another way to do it. Yeah. So we'd find these places. Like the first one was in the basement of the house, of like my family home at the time. I remember that one. Yeah, that and it was all being redeveloped, like, because my parents were like selling and stuff. So whilst it was all like looking awful, we just did a, the Lonesome West by Martin McDonough and suited it to the environment. And then the next one you put us in touch with, there's this amazing school complex like in Wandsworth. And it was really cool. That was Orphans, right? Orphans. Yep. And then, yeah, so that suited that play. And then the third play, which is a bit bigger, we had access through a free... Um, you know, like WeWork style company. It was called Three Space. They offer non-profit companies um, free working space. They had access to a an old county courtroom, council yeah. courtroom in Blackfriars. So we were like found a courtroom play. We put that on for a month, um, and it was actually the model with a lot of goodwill, admittedly, and a lot of people who were starting out. But the model works. Like you can make it happen. Um, we would we were always just able to like just recoup costs with tickets and stuff but yeah so then at that time 
I was chatting to people and they were kind of like, well, look, if you want to be an actor, you should go to drama school, really. Like, you're bound to learn something. It's the quickest way to get in front of the industry. You'll gauge whether you can get into drama school. That's also important. It'll put, show you if you're on a level to get in. Um, yeah. And it will give you a backing. Like, it's not just you going, I could do this. Um, and so I was at a point where my dad, like, was said, you know, you need to decide whether you want to be a theatre maker or an actor. And wow. I was watching the other guys, like, Joe was very much pursuing writing. Patsy's very much pursuing acting at that point. Paddy had gone to drama school at that point. And I just thought, yeah, it's a lot to take on on my own to really see this through as a theatre company and actually I was I've always wanted to know this kind of path of acting so that's why I went to Bristol but um and wasn't Mark Rylance your patron yeah I don't know if he knows but he, <laughs> he did was. he not write you a letter no he did agree he did agree yeah we had we had Marky um yeah, which is kind of fun. Again, if you don't ask, you don't get. We literally just asked, That's wrote a amazing. letter. And then he says, yeah, all right. Just to ask people stuff. Yeah. It was fun. And I'd do it again. But I suppose I am doing it again, just in the form of short films at the minute. But, yeah. You know, I'll probably... Yeah, man, it's funny when you look back. I actually was doing a job yesterday uh, that required me to have a, like, a, no- a notebook because it's got my like corporate work notes in. And um, but the back end oh, clearly when I started that three or four years ago, at the time if you'd asked me, I swear to God I'd been like, oh my God, everything's good, man. I'm fresh. I'm enjoying my life. <laughs> a sweet relationship. <laughs> it's all potential. And uh, the back end, I'd forgotten about this of this notebook. I it clearly used it for notes or whatever. But but and but I came across poetry. Who knew? Um, and literally, like. All of that poetry is either about someone who looks like they're off to kill themselves or isn't life hard enough I could go to kill myself or, uh, do you know what, it's so morbid. That, and I wasn't, just, like, w- surprised. I was just kind of like, oh, shit. So I was just being like, it's fine. I've got somewhere to channel it somewhere. And yet here I was clearly, like, not able to see, or certainly not writing down, which is always the case, isn't it, to the kind of light days or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, so when you've got mates, the, the, I do believe you've just got to tell people when they love, you love them and demonstrate love if you can acknowledge that you feel like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and don't worry. If people react weird to you feeling warm about them, anything positive about them, it's just because they're either panicking or uncomfortable or scared or whatever. Mm. You know, they're not... It takes an awful lot for someone to believe they're worthy of the love of the other. It takes an awful lot for people to believe they're worthy of the love of others. Uh, so that doesn't mean you shouldn't stop giving it. Do you know what I mean? Because they'll Everyone. only learn the more normal it becomes to hear it and the more totally normal that it is in their world. Um, yeah, as long as you're pretty, you know doing it responsibly to yourself and everything else you're not doing it out of a need for something back or mm. um yeah i don't know life's all right really today ask me next week you're fine um you've been a dream you are the dream on that note love you love you